0: Hey, it's Marvin Muskin. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: And who doesn't love a little Iron Maiden? I, I just need Iron Maiden in my life every day. All right. This is episode 124 of the Moto X Pod Show. Excited to be back for another fantastic show live on YouTube with my co-host, TJ TJ, and of course, JT Cooley. The Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Torque One Racing. Also, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Works wheels and mods, extreme colors, helmet painting, and Kyle Tucker Realtor. So yeah, we uh, we have a great episode coming up. We've got privateer Cody Williams, the one and only David Villeman, and uh, Daniel Blair is going to join us. One of my other guests kind of fell through, and as always, Daniel is happy to jump in and, and save us when we need it. So I appreciate that. Um, we're done with Hangtown pretty pretty awesome to be back at, at the great outdoors. Even though it was a mutter, it was still really fun to watch. Um, we did pick a winner for our Fly FR5 boot, and that winner is Chance Stannard. I hope I say that right. Uh, I will email you later if you're not listening to this live. Um, and I want to remember, remember, remind everybody that the Patreon helmet giveaway is going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I'm going to order that thing probably tomorrow. Uh, we're going to pick a Patreon supporter to win a custom a brand new fly helmet and they're going to get a custom paint job by Extreme Colors pretty much whatever they want it's hard to beat man I love uh, custom painted helmets DJ
2: TJ what would you think about Hangtown? it was actually really good we um, kind of had to watch it on the road my father-in-law broke down so I watched the first moto helping him on the side of the road and like I think I pissed him off a little bit because I wasn't helping fast enough but the racing was really good I would have really pissed him off because I'd be like, Yeah, I'll come see you in four
1: hours. The four hours of racing, I'll be there after that.
2: No, I can't do that. I got to help people. Too. I probably nice. wouldn't I'm either. such a nice person. I'm just a genuinely yeah, just, caring kind of person. Right. Yeah, I don't buy that. I mean, but <laughs> I, I honestly would have
3: um, probably went to help too, but I would have been pissed about it. Cooley, what'd you think? I uh, watched it on the way back from New York City. Uh, other than, I didn't like the second motos. I'm not a huge motor fan. But right. It is what it is. Uh, Kenny looks good. Hopefully he can keep it up. I sure like seeing AC win, though, and being high spirits. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Good for him. A lot better yeah, than lot Vegas. Yeah,
1: a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Hunter Lawrence got speared in the anus. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that didn't look like it felt too good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it
1: was a foot peg. Apparently it was a fork guard or fork, um, something with the forks, maybe the fork clamp. I don't know. Lower
2: yeah that lower fork uh mount my main my brain just pulled a blank i know what it's called the the lug there you go yeah fork
3: lug lug.
1: yeah Yeah, but um you know he he seemed to be pretty disappointed in his ride and then of course thomas covington the other (laughs) gp guy man i don't know i don't know what to think about those guys zane Merritt beat him (laughs) zane one of our (laughs) local guys yeah (laughs) Yeah, Zane got me some points in one of the motos, I think, in uh, fantasy, but he didn't do well in another. I can't remember which no, one. No, he, he did, got 25th did he do overall. He did good in both? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he did good in both. He was all a right. plus 18, so he I guess was all it was right. somebody. Oh, maybe, maybe it was, was
3: Cody Cooper who decided he didn't want to get dirty. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is
1: that really what happened? Did anybody I mean, hear? He didn't start Never, so. Never got a. Uh, I never heard anything of why. God.
2: I mean, he just didn't start. I'm sure he didn't want to get dirty. Hey, I think <laughs> I I was like 105th overall this weekend, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, you'll get last. Were you okay. were you really in second at one point? I was in second at one point. Okay, and the, then Cody Cooper. Ah, uh, and who else was it in that moto? There, I had two people score zero in both in, in that one okay, moto in the 450. See, I had Cody Cooper, but now I'm happy he got zero. Yeah,
3: I couldn't. Because ha- he I, me over. I couldn't yeah. handle TJ getting when second. you were in
1: second overall. I like my.
2: Stomach turned. I was like,
1: "This will be the worst part
2: of my day. Maybe I, the worst part of my week." One hundred percent. I did not think that I would stay in second. I was really, really hoping to be able to maybe get a top ten, just to be able to get a prize because I never win. Yeah, prizes. I, was,
1: I was actually kind of stoked to see what you would get, but
2: I right. was—I would have definitely texted Steve and said, "Whatever it is, don't send it." Yeah. So, but I did—I I did get a hundred and fifth, I think, overall. So. Uh, that's Garrett, not bad. Garrett
1: said the studio shrunk. Yeah, TJ wanted to zoom in.
2: Yeah. I wanted y'all to be able to see this face. See his mullet.
1: Right. It's not a mullet, bro. It is a mullet. It's not a mullet. It's Mar- all huh? long hair. Marley said, my stepdaughter says, family friend. Did Marley, did we say something bad?
3: Did I say a bad word? I probably, probably did. <laughs> said Thomas Covington.
2: Thomas Covington is a bad <laughs> word right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: did I say something bad about <laughs> it?
2: No, I don't think no. so. <laughs> I'm just saying, saying Thomas Covington to the fantasy people is a... Uh, there's no way no, I was picking Nobody it. picked him, I hope. There's no way I was
1: picking No it. No, 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 no. He hey, Brandon got his blood lubricants from last week. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Um, You can see right here, we got the two-stroke pre-mix oil in uh, that we're going to test out, so that'll be something else that we'll hopefully be able to give away later in, in the months so I yeah, got to Gar- use some of that
2: cleaner the other day on yep, something. Yep, I used them too. Well, I use it on like an engine in a car stuff that was covered in like the grossest stuff, other and it just poured off like it, it was nice. awesome. Nice, so I, I was impressed.
1: Um, so anything else about Hangtown that stood out? I mean,
2: you know, the other shows I know cover it pretty heavy, but I I don't know. I, I didn't listen to the other shows, so I may be hitting on what they did this week, but. It was really cool to me watching the guys in the second moto in the half pipe section I hate that. go all the way to that top edge because if you watch them that's higher than I mean that had to be eight foot tall that, yeah that I, I don't know why they're doing that and they're going all it was staying out of that low mud up there and they're carrying so much speed I thought I thought that was kind of cool so the
1: only way the half pipe would be cool is if you're forced to do like in freestyle <laughs> BMX where you have to have to you unit. have to get air and 180 and come back down like there should be a, a hole in the between, and that's the only way you can go. Like you got to go up, air, and come back down.
2: That's the only way. Like to be a cool. wall there, they have to get over the wall. Yes. And yeah. Then, alli- like there, you and, know and what? Put alligators in the wall? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no alligators. I like the wall idea. Gravity games where where <laughs> like there has to be a way where that's like if you're willing to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. And do the air like a uh, transfer over the like, wall and make it's it over-vert. faster. Otherwise, you have to like go around and come back or something. I'm down with that. Yeah. Half pipe, high jump. Yeah, exactly, Garrett. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so um, yeah, I don't like the wall. Uh, but I was really happy for AC. Really stoked for Kenny, you know, um, and, and even seeing Zach come from so far back. That yeah, was he rode great. Awesome. I hope that's something we we see even when there's no mud. You know, you never really know, if, like everybody says, round one, <clears throat> it's just like A1, you never really, just because we, what we got out of Hangtown isn't necessarily what we're going to get for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, Michael Lessie's won on a 350 there before. So. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, but, I mean, Jason was good. Jason Anderson. Um, just There was some good racing. There were some good battles. I mean, it, I'm glad I wasn't riding that track. It
2: looked horrible. Dude, it looks gnarly. Like, yeah, yeah. Not just horrible. The breaking bumps well, look like rhythm sections. Well, yeah, when
1: the, the the ruts are pulling Eli's leg off and, like, they, they look kind of like we do normally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. What did Gringo say? I'm, I'm looking at the... So I gotta quit reading the YouTube stuff, but it's entertaining. So for the people that are listening on the archives, I'm I'm just sitting here reading all our comments. I'm about to take the
2: computer from you and keep so you keep on track. It's good, man. It's it's, so the question is okay because I haven't listened. What was the deal with Kiefer? What do you mean? What was the deal? His head. He was in his own head. He said. I mean, but how do you okay? I Mike, didn't hear what you said, JC. He said he was in his own head that oh. he just rode absolutely terrible. Stank Dog was qualifying like five or six seconds a lap faster, faster than A he lap, lap on a one twenty five.
1: Yeah, I mean Kiefer hasn't. He hasn't. He wasn't on pole last night to even talk about it. He just had to listen to Steve and Steve. He just yeah, it was in his head and then. So they got just, demoted. Just,
2: they got demoted down to a box truck. If that I don't, know. They don't, yeah, they, I don't know They
3: announced on Twitter uh, A van and a team trailer Oh
2: okay I haven't seen that okay. Did you
3: listen to Kiefer's podcast uh, About the race that he did, did On you know, Sunday? No I didn't know he posted Like his episode time. 5 or whatever I um, No I haven't seen yeah, that He said that he's just I'm In his on own i way
1: backlogged on, on Pods Because I had to do my All the pulp stuff yeah. I had to finish pulp So that I can do the wrap up show tomorrow
2: night I literally just finished it Before we started this Mar- Marley where are you going? so come back Marley stay on top of you're you're supposed <laughs> you're supposed to run this circus and why am I keeping you on deal so if you told everybody who we have on and all that kind of stuff I did when yeah, we were in the opening yeah okay Cody Williams kidding. David D. Villaman
1: DB and DB
2: uh Daniel Blair that's right that's right yeah so yeah I'm I mean, very interested to hear what DB has to say about the races
1: yeah well that and I still you know I want to hear a little bit more about his thoughts on Dylan's championship and then just his guys I mean both of them had really bad motos it really I mean. Marvin had a ninth in moto one and Dylan had a tenth in moto 2 he's not gonna be happy with that
2: I don't think that I don't di- think I don't think that moto 2 is anything to look at I maybe mean, just because it's a mud race, the mud because you don't know what I mean well, having a good race the top guys should have a good race but if yeah. you have one bad a tenth you still score points it wasn't a you know like you didn't finish and or whatever so I uh lost Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is
1: All right, I, we're gonna have to turn show. the YouTube off. You're right. I'm gonna have to look, quit looking at it. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, but I still think that David will have a lot to say about it, even though it was muddy. He's, I just, you know, David's funny man, and he's yeah. kind of animated. And he's, he doesn't pull the punches, so I expect him to say, "No, that sucked" or something. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to some good sound bites tonight for right. David. So we'll see. Um, I think it's going to be good. And, you know, I don't know a lot about Cody Williams, so I'm really excited about having him on. Right. Uh, He's working with Brett Hooper with Works, Wheels, and Mods, one of our sponsors. Uh, Brett's helping him out with some stuff, so I'm I'm interested to hear what he's going to be doing coming soon. Uh, Hopefully he'll be making some of these nationals. You know, and I expect a little something different out of Paula. I think there will probably be less entries. I'm just guessing. I know that track is a lot at Hangtown. That track is terrible.
2: Oh,
3: 73 and 450 and –
2: during the week the national yeah, yeah. track
3: is supposed to be different
2: like what do you mean like they built they built track?
3: a national track supposedly
2: oh i didn't know about that the track yeah, i well, rode was just terrible
3: you're terrible yeah you're not a
2: california person oh god i hate <laughs> i hated a dirt bike track out there
3: yeah uh, well we, we you
1: know and i rode out at kirk's this last weekend for the first time i've been on bike in six months and it was that Remember, was terrible did you
2: get the invite to go out there and ride with them yeah you oh, yeah. did tj
3: you got an invite. I called him, asked where he was going, and I was—I was, I didn't get I was in the middle of Virginia. Down. Where am I going to go? There
2: was one of those things where it was like I had to call you and invite myself. I appreciate that. No, I think I—I right. I asked you the day before, and I got my feelings. And it was really clear say. that
1: you weren't really—you were busy and probably weren't going to go. That's true. I wasn't going to so go, so I
2: just didn't call you. Didn't even have a chance to say no, though. Right, right. It Broke my heart.
1: Well, it was Mark. He didn't want you to be there.
2: I can <laughs> believe that.
1: <laughs> what the hell was that? Was that a laugh?
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and. Him and Mark are great. Yeah, uh,
1: Muscle Mark. If you guys haven't watched the uh, the YouTube video of me and Mark riding, he, he has a little spill, which I caught some of it on my GoPro. I thought I got more. It's pretty funny. I got to see this. Yeah, Greatest it's pretty funny. Um, Is it on our YouTube channel? Yeah, it's I told on you ours. about it the other day when I was, I was driving back. I told yeah, you I didn't get to stop I mean, what you he, were doing and go watch it. His response when he watched it was, uh, "I looked like a beached whale." While so, rolling around on the ground. But, <laughs> so by you, you know, saying that it's okay because he's already said it. Yes, he's already said it. Okay. I, I mean I'm wondering when he's gonna drop the muscle from Mark.
3: That's Poor dirty. Guy. But then you know what I We're
1: hope sitting he there. listens. I'm sitting in the uh, in the lawn chair or whatever and he's sitting there and um, our buddy Randall Pruitt who lives across the street from Kirk, his little boy uh Kyler, who's probably six or seven. Uh-huh. He's over there. He was riding with us a little bit and I was making fun of Mark being fat. And uh, Kyler looks at me, and he goes, you're kind of fat, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I go, yeah. I'm getting there.
4: Got a little yeah. pudge.
1: So I'm, trying to, I'm starting a training program. I cut back on my Cokes and my junk food, and I got up this morning and stretched and crunches and jumping jacks, and I'm going to start riding the mountain bike.
2: I've decided I don't care anymore. I do. No,
1: I, I don't damn care. sure do. I want to be ready for Millville.
2: Be to ready. Like, to do what? To, to win. Ride
1: the entire race without being tired. Like, not like two laps in and being like, I quit, basically, like I did last year. I want my cardio to hold up for the whole moto. And, be, and when I'm done, be like, yeah, I feel good still. Not be like, <gasps> can't breathe.
3: Because it's 105 degrees outside.
1: Yeah. I'm not in shape, and I want to be. I got to get in shape. So, enough's enough. Okay.
3: That's See, amazing. if you're home, we all need to go race it together.
1: I don't think I'll be home, bro. <laughs> my, my fiance just said, that's a lie. No, I have had one Coke today i had one coke yesterday i haven't had any ice cream no candy bars
2: um yeah i'm definitely cutting all that stuff out as much as i can she offered me like a bag of donuts the other day i had touched them after the break like when we take our next break we're gonna put the soundboard over there and the computer over here so you stay off of it
1: we're supposed to be reading some of this on the on the youtube channel they're they're, they're
2: communicating with us yeah but that's for the youtube guys when we're on break you can do all that then this is the podcast
1: hey tony thanks for the jersey and the magazine tony cutler Tony's you know awesome. I'm going to read the YouTube stuff. I don't really care. You know <laughs> what? If you you you're listening on the archives, you should be live on the YouTube channel <laughs> because it's entertaining, and my stepdaughter and fiance are calling me li- uh, a liar, which That's is right. not
2: the case. And you get this? See- she just
1: bought me a whole half gallon of ice cream, the other, like God. Saturday or Sunday, and I, I think I had some that
2: night, but I haven't touched it since. I I'm- can't say anything. When Kathy and Doc were gone this last weekend racing, I lived off cake and cookies. That's what I normally would That's What off you have of. in your house?
1: I'm not all even the time. like going That's all I have. Like I yeah. for lunch the last two days I've had like ramen noodles. And like I just had oatmeal for breakfast.
2: Ramen noodles are so terrible for you. It's nothing but salt.
1: Oh, well. And I thought noodles. it was better. It actually I think it was better fat. than going to like McDonald's and getting a double bacon cheeseburger and fries and a Coke. Well yeah, maybe. I just ate some ramen <laughs> noodles and drank water. This is great radio. Okay. All right. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Cody Williams here in a few minutes. Um, So yeah, just hang tight and we'll be back.
5: Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses
0: Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't
2: forget, they are available for street bikes too.
1: Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all call or text char at 936-828-1472 or email char char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g-u-r-l and tell her moto x-pod sent you what's up moto x-pod listeners this is dark side and as motocross racers one of our top priorities is safety that's why all sport dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic wrist braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at Wrist Brace Guy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Cevacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gurky, and Brock wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports, dynamic braces. Powerband Racing
6: is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride they want your suspension to be the best it can be they're based out of minneapolis and they're a wp authorized service center and trusted by ryan sipes many bikes to big bikes they cover them all powerband racing has your suspension covered contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on facebook or instagram
1: we are back with our first guest of the night and he is brought to you by works wheels and mods brett hooper at works wheels and mods is the place to go for motor work and any cody needs you have if you want to add that factory look to your suspension brake system wheels or anything else contact brett at hoop 2814 at gmail.com and works wheels and mods is a uh, brett hooper is a good friend of our next guest privateer cody williams what's up dude
7: Oh, not too much. Just hanging out in Jasper, Indiana, right now. Just uh, on a little break from work at the, at the moment.
1: Yeah, you were telling me you were having you were gonna have to go on a break to do this interview. Where are you working at?
7: Um, so right now I'm it's uh, south southwest Indiana. I'm actually at a painting um, for the night. So we'll actually uh, be putting in some long hours today, getting a job done, and get to go home tomorrow, and hopefully get a few days of riding in before we head off to Colorado next week
1: okay that's what that was going to be my next question is what round was going to be your first round but it's going to be lakewood huh
7: yep yeah i think uh lakewood's gonna be my first one um you know obviously the last few years i've done done the california rounds but just change of plans this year and uh a little, little step a step back from doing all of them and just gonna kind of do the ones that make sense
2: so how long into the uh second motos when you're watching did you were you glad you weren't there <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh man i uh I actually didn't get to watch them live. I, I watched them on the NBC Sports Gold app a few days after the race. Um, and, you know, the first moto, the track was pretty good. Obviously, a little rainy. But the second moto, uh I'm, I'm a big, fun, big fan of the mud. So I was, I was a little bummed I wasn't out there, honestly. I really? was a uh, little, little bummed. And actually, being a fan of the mud, I, was, I did pretty good at Unadilla last year, other than some bike problems. But at uh, Ironman last year where the – Practices, you know how it all worked out with qualifying times and stuff like that. I didn't even didn't even qualify into the races. That was actually the first race I ever missed.
1: Really? <clears> yep.
7: <You know, throat> yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely a fan of the mud. I was a little bummed at Ironman last year. I didn't I didn't make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't like riding the mud at all, and I really don't like cleaning the mess up afterwards.
7: And that, that's why that's why I got a mechanic. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, put, right. you put it on them. You give you give them a little bonus and maybe maybe buy them better or something like
1: that. Yeah. I have to be a little faster to to earn a mechanic. I think. Um. <laughs>
2: Or get out of the C class. Well, you then guess.
1: I'd then I'd be last. <laughs> so I'd still be slow. I could ride I can go ahead and sign up for the A class tomorrow, TJ. I'm still gonna be just as slow as I am in the C class. That's true, that's true. Idiot. That's true. Anyway, Cody man, give us a little bit of your background, man. How'd you uh how'd you come to find dirt bikes? You know, I uh
7: I've been I have mean, been riding since I was four. It's uh it's obviously been a long time, you know, about eighteen, nineteen years now. So it's it's I've been riding a dirt bike for a long time. Um my dad used to race four-wheelers, as bad as that sounds, Ugh. way back in the day.
4: So uh, did he, I dude. know,
7: horrible. I mean, I there, there was no way I was getting out a four-wheeler. My dad actually raced three-wheelers before that, so that, that tells you how old he is. Right, well, yeah, um, that's
1: like my dad's age, probably. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but, you know, just his love for it, and he uh, he did not want me riding a four-wheeler, so he got me a dirt bike when I was four years old, and my first race was when I was five. So I've uh, been doing it ever since, and, you know, no plans on stopping riding for
2: for a while that's that's quite funny because i used to race quads when i first started racing and then when my kids got old enough when when my youngest was four years old he i mean he wanted dirt bikes he could could talk i didn't let him ride dirt bikes and the funny thing is i mean he'll probably turn pro next year as a privateer kind of the same story you know that that, that's just kind of funny
7: <laughs> yeah, no I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if the, I don't know if quad's costume or what, but they are dangerous I mean,
2: when you're a pa- I, when I first started, I I told my wife cuz I didn't start racing until I was like nine, 20 years old. I told my wife, "Well, I'm going to ride four-wheelers cuz they're safer." That's what I thought at the time. <laughs> and then when I found out the opposite of that, we um I would I, I never even let my kids ride like utility four-wheel, four-wheelers around, you know, so it, it probably is yeah. a lot of the same thing. So
1: not only are they more dangerous, they're also dorky as hell. Hey. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. I've
7: I've had to put up with Chad Wien and at a few local tracks yeah. by us, and when I show up to Sunset Ridge on a Wednesday practice and I get caught and passed by <laughs> a four-wheeler rider, you know, it, it puts it to you how just how fast those guys do go because Chad absolutely flies. Oh, I'm not saying he, he they're he not rips. fast. I'm not
2: saying that, but oh, it still looks yeah. kind of goofy. Well, back in the day, they would run. I just the, like on TJ. They would run the quads the weekend after. Yeah, like if they, if they race this weekend at Hangtown, next weekend where the right, quads would run, right. and the quads would all have faster lap times than the pros. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I mean, but well, obviously I, I'm oh, on dirt right. bikes now. I have I have. Dropped my training wheels. I've been riding dirt bikes for the last, what, like eight, eight years? years yeah, something
3: right. like that. So, Well, Co- oh, yeah. go ahead, JT. You had a question. I'm sorry. Oh. And, um, I was just kind of creeping on your Instagram and saw you uh, had got a Husky. Uh, was it 125? Are you going to race that? or Yep. Do you get a are you going to race a 250F or anything?
7: Yeah, so the plan is um, to race the 125 at Lakewood in the 250F class. Oh, I, wow. um, yeah, I... You know, I've raced Yamaha for ever now since I was on the, the Horton Yamaha team way back at Amateurs, um, coming up through and really I was gonna step away from it this year and I wasn't gonna do nothing. You know, I got a normal job right after Ironman. I've Been doing that ever since. Um, it's been a blast. But, you know, this coming into the spring it was like, man, I really miss it and I just I wanted to have fun with it. I wanted to do it different, you know, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna feel like I had to drop all this money into a 2BDF. and do it too bdf Yes. And um, I went out, pretty much just called the local dealership, Ops Performance, right by, right by my house and great friends of mine, and called up and said, hey, what's the best in 25 out there? They told me the Husky, and that's what I went and picked it up, and I've really been enjoying the thing. And, you know, it's I, I have no expectations for Lakewood if I don't make it. If I do make it, you know, I, I really don't know. I don't know okay. where I'm going to stand because it's not, I mean, I feel great on the bike, don't get me wrong. But it's a 125. You know? Right, right. It's uh, it's not like a, you know half the fields out there on 125. You know? You're gonna it's, be out there battling with stink. Yeah, there's not many guys that are doing it, you know, and it's 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 that for a reason, you know, and sure. it's uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be super fun, you know. I mean, it was uh, it wasn't necessarily a financial thing, but it was just you know, I want to go out there. I don't want to have twenty, thirty thousand dollars into a race bike that I have to ma- maintain all the time, and I just wanted to have fun with it, and you know i mean i have i have less into a racing 25 than i do into just buying a brand new 250f so
3: i was going to ask you have uh, you done anything to it or is it all stock
7: uh it's you know i had a few people um help me out you know it's got a fmf pipe on it and silencer and some reed a little bit of motor work done by um tom zant and uh so it's it's you know it's fast but it's not uh i mean it's still uh, a 125 there's there's not a lot you can do to 125 (laughs) right it's you know they're they're old school they're you know, everybody knows what to do to them, and there's not a lot to do. Well, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped.
2: I've got a YZ125 with the 144 kit. We rode, I guess it was two weeks ago, at Flagstaff at altitude, and I could tell yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, you may want to just maybe sneak one of those 150 <laughs> cylinders on there. I'm just giving you a heads up because that altitude, those things a bit terrible. <laughs> yeah,
5: I
7: you know I was I was debating on Lakewood for my first one, but there's not too many races that are close to Wisconsin. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> you know we we got we got Millville and Redbud and Ironman's kind of close, but once you get out of those, you got a long ways to go to get to other races.
4: So are you just but,
1: uh, is your you just going to run a few of the nationals this year then the ones that you can get to easily?
7: Yeah, I mean it's there you know the, the tracks that I want to race that I really I really like. And I like like Southwick I really right. like Southwick I, I love riding in the sand I've had some really good races Out there in the past uh, I, I want to make it out there If I can um, Also WW I raced on there a few times Out in Florida Being a sandier track You know I really like That type of dirt And uh, that would be a cool one To make it to But it's just, You know Scheduled a little different This year it's, sure. I'm not training You know 24-7 If I get <laughs> a week off I'll ride uh, But yeah I mean I've been I'm a, I've been stuck in Jasper, Indiana For the last Nine days Painting So Yeah I've been I've been hitting up the treadmill in the in the hotel a little bit, you know, and not, not been on the bike, so it's just what when time when time allows I'm able to do it.
1: Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help not having seat time, that's for sure. Um so backing up a little bit with your history, uh you you said you started riding or got a bike when you were five, is that right? And then did you start racing right away?
7: Yeah, I started racing um pretty early on. I think I was I think I was four I
4: bike five when okay. I
7: started racing. Um and I actually just went to a, a local track on my house, and, you know, I was a 50 junior class, and I'm pretty sure my first race, there was, like, 20-something kids, and I got a ninth. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world, because I got a trophy, and that was my first <laughs> trophy ever. Yeah,
4: that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, it,
7: was a, it, was a ninth, it was a ninth place in the 50 junior class, and that's uh, that started all this that's got going on, till so, you know, to today, and all the trophies that I've got all came from that one ninth place trophy. <laughs>
3: Man, um, what's been your best year since you turned pro?
7: Uh, 20, what year was that? 2017 was my best year. Uh, you know, I just, I felt really good on the bike. Obviously, it was in the 250 class, which for years now is, you know, it's just been stacked. I mean, there's so many top guys in it, top teams. You know, same with the 450 classes. They're just, they're both pretty deep. And, um, I've definitely been, I've I've had a few injuries before Supercross and stuff like that. So I've missed a lot of Supercross riding and i've never actually been able to come into an outdoor season healthy uh so i was always you know getting on the bike a week or two before hangtown or you know whatever the west coast round was to start the year off with and i just kind of would build and build and build and by the time i got to you know say around six or seven at or, or southwick or something like that i always felt like you know i was coming around and finally you know in really good shape to where i was you know, not just finishing the moto, but finishing the moto strong, and 2017, I was just, it was a good year for me, uh, I scored, you know, some good points, I think I was right around top 20 in points that year in the 250 class, uh, so I was, I was pretty pumped with that, and it just, you know, things were clicking that year, and everything was easy, and that, unfortunately, the last moto of the year at Ironman that year, I actually went down, um, just a just a little tip over that one of the straightaways, lost the balance, and dab my knee and then i ended up having another knee surgery so that was yeah that was the ending to that year so all good things come to an end i guess right right.
1: hey so with riding a 125 and since you're just doing a few of the races clearly you know why not just ride the one of the the 125 dream races is there a particular reason you want to do the actual national
7: um honestly you know honestly when i so when i had this whole idea it was that I was going to race the 125s. It wasn't It wasn't for anything specific, or mm-hmm. it was just kind of a, I was sitting in a hotel down in Mississippi working, and I called my dad, I'm like, Dad, I want to do something this summer, right? There's no way I can, you know, be away from it, like, full time. Yeah. And, you know, he, he kind of thought about it a little bit, and he's like, man, let's just, let's you know, think about it for a little while now. Called him back, like, a week later, I'm like, Dad, I want to race 125. And he was pumped. He thought it was super cool, because we, we, we even talked about it before in the past, you know, in the last few years, and, we we're just like man it would be so cool to go to you know my home races like millville or redbud and you know race 125 at the at the, at the pro level um and it was kind of like man i've only been away from riding for maybe 4 5 6 months now and you know before i get too out of shape or you know be away from it for too long let's let's do this and let's you know um if we can go out and qualify on one and it, it really it was just a it's a, like a challenge i see it as that way you know it's i feel like i've accomplished what i wanted to and what i thought was What I was happy with through my career on a 250F. And it wasn't, I'm not doing this for any other reason than just, you know, see this new challenge. And, uh, you know, it'd be cool to qualify on 125. It'd be cool to, if for some reason I'm at my opportunity where I can score points, that would be awesome. You know, it's just, I don't don't know. I have no expectations. I have no, you know, obviously I know uh, Ryan Spice, I think, scored some points last year. Maybe Stanky did on the 125. So I know it's possible. Um, You know, obviously I'm a little worried about the qualifying because the tracks are deep. Uh, You know, they're just deeper in your, at a loss for power uh you know but once it comes to the racing i think stuff evens out a lot the tracks are gnarly you know and i mean the 125 handles awesome and you know they turn good so i don't know it's uh just yeah i I really don't know it's just i'm 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 excited to race it's a fun bike to ride so it brings the fun back into it you know and it's just I'm not doing it for anything other than just to see what I can do and challenge myself. Really, you know, that's a big thing. I, I mean, think that's
1: pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like you're just excited to go right, race and, and having fun. And I mean, really, that's why we do it to begin with, you know. So, uh, I mean, I'm stoked to see you get out there. I mean, I, ho- I wish, I wish they would show some of the like the LCQs and stuff on TV. You know, they will show qualifying a little bit, but uh, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to see you get some camera time and see how it was going. Yeah, no,
7: it'd be super cool. I mean, I'm not doing this for camera time. Right. You no, know, I mean it would be awesome if you know the guys that we can all qualify on the 125s and be out there, and you know maybe other guys will see it and think, man, that's fun. You know, why why stress about getting a the f and putting all this money into it? We can go do 125s and have fun, right? Um, yeah. You know, obviously the All Star class, I I thought about doing it. You know, and nothing against it. It was just for me. It was kind of like, man, I feel like you know I still got something left. I feel like I can't go qualify and why not, you know, why not go race against the top guys in 250Fs on a 125 and see what we can
2: do. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about fun, and a buddy of ours, Mark, has a uh, a Husky 250 two-stroke, and we were out the track the other day, and I'm like, man, let me. I've been riding the 125 for a couple years now, and I'm like, let me go th- ride that 250, and he's like, we swapped bikes for about two laps, and I gave it back to him because it just wasn't fun. It was like, I know I'm not near your level, and you can handle a 252 stroke probably just fine. But to me, I, I was trying to wrangle the thing more than I was able to ride it, and I'm like, "Nope, get my 125 back." It's just it. I could just twist the throttle and feel like I'm a, a superhero. So that was awesome.
7: <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean because that's what I've, I've been riding a 125. I got a 125 and a 450. So when I go back and forth, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to ride a 125. It is a lot. easier.
2: It's a little, it's a little more work, but yeah. like I said, I can twist on the throttle and feel like a superhero, and like I'm actually doing something. I may not be going anywhere because I'm fat and I'm on a 125, but it's fun. <laughs>
7: yeah, honestly, I have a problem with wheeling my 125 more than I do with my 450. Why? I have no idea, but I feel like it's just because I just want to hammer on the 125 <laughs> throttle without thinking about it, yeah. and it just tends to wheelie on me. But I love riding it, so I can't complain
1: too much. That's awesome. Hey, Cody. So I want to back history a little bit one thing that you got kind of recognized for was uh unfortunately a, a negative moment in our history but when jesse nelson had to crash you stopped in the middle of your race and pulled the bike off of him i don't know that a lot of racers would do that in a national um you know i want to commend you for that first of all and i i read an old interview with you where you you just said man you just felt like that was something you had to do but and take us back to that moment like was that something that was an easy thought hey this guy's stuck under his bike and i just need to help him or did you have to kind of think about it a couple seconds
7: Uh, i mean that was was a few years ago now i honestly you know it really haven't thought about it i've talked to jesse some you know just just as jesse being a cool guy um you know and i mean it's it's something that i just I, i didn't even think about it i didn't i didn't think about it afterwards it was just You know, I I didn't. I didn't know it was Jesse when it happened. It was just, you know, kind of came around there and was like, oh crap. Um, You know, didn't know what was, didn't know what was going on, and just, you know, it just it just happened out of spur of the moment type of thing. And you know, I didn't I didn't think anything of it that night or anything. And I woke up the next morning, and obviously that was when you know I kind of found out what was going on with it all. Uh, But it was just just a spur of the moment thing. I didn't you know I didn't think about it. I honestly it was just it just happened and i you know I, obviously it's something very unfortunate that happened and um you know it's it, 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 it it's hard to talk about you know sure
1: I just, sure i understand
7: something, well, something that i wouldn't you know would never want to think you know wouldn't ever want to think about it happening to anybody else or no, no. Being in that situation you know it's just a, it's just a very odd situation well i just
1: want to commend you because in the moment you didn't know how serious things were but you took the, you you could tell that the guy was, that uh Jesse was stuck, and you took the decide to kinda of forego your own uh, results to help a, a downed rider out. You know, not even knowing that he was injured that bad, and uh, that's that's really cool of you, man. So I just wanted to commend you for that. Uh, before we let you go, um, tell us a little bit about working with Brett Hooper with Works Wheels and Mods. Him helping you out. Uh, he's a sponsor of the show and and a friend, and um, just talk about him a little bit.
7: No, of course, um, yeah. Brett's a super great guy. Um, you know, I've been friends with him for a while, and. Just knowing him from Supercross and outdoors, and you know he's renting with renting for buddies or on teams and stuff like that, and got to know each other. And he doesn't he doesn't live too far from me, a few hours away. And uh, you know we just stayed close through all that stuff. And he opened up Works Field and Mods a few years ago, and uh, I've always I've always been with Enzo in the past, and they've treated me great, and loved everything about what they've done for me. And just now, kind of you know getting getting in a different situation, I was able to work with Brett and. I, you know, I couldn't be happier. He's done a few sets for me now. I have a an older YC252 stroke and he did some suspension on that. He did some on my 450 and he's doing it on my 125s now. And I'm, you know, I'm thrilled. I mean, I've always been somebody who is super, super particular about, about things and I like my suspension in a different way than somebody else or a certain feeling to it. And, you know, Brett's been able to, to nail that. And, you know, it's obviously nice to have somebody like that that you can work with and, you know, that's willing to take the time out of their day for yeah. you and, you know, gonna get stuff done on time. You you, know, you can call him at any time. He's not uh, not gonna you know not answer his phone or you right. know, put you off or anything like that. So he's, he's you know just a great guy to work with. And plus, I mean, the cerakoting and all that stuff. It's the you know the, kind of the new age of making everything look cool and yep. you know bling and all these tricks, show bikes and stuff like that. And I mean, he's got my 125 this year. Got a bunch of cerakote done to him, and they look you know they look awesome. So I'm,
1: absolutely, I'm
7: just super pumped with all the work he's done for me. And I mean, I couldn't couldn't thank him enough. It's been it's been super cool working with him.
1: Well, I don't know how I feel about it now because you just said he always answers. He never answers for me. So, I, I mean,
2: Does anybody, it, though? Like, everybody's just like, oh, it's that dude, yeah. dark side calling again. Bugging get us.
0: <laughs> you,
7: get, you get that ignore button. But, no, I mean,
0: hey, there's plenty of times.
7: Usually when I need something, I feel like he knows I need something. But there's a lot of times I'll call him and be like, hey, man, what are you up to tonight? Well, I, that's that's when I don't get answered. Right, right. You know, it's when I'm, it's when he's burning that midnight oil, you know, working on suspension. That's when, that's when he usually answers. And I feel like he's probably sick of work by
4: that point. Right, You know yeah. I need something done real yeah. quick. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's
1: a good dude, and I know some of our listeners have sent a lot of stuff up there for Coding and my bike looks really, really fast with all the seracoding. Coding looks really sweet on the stand, so, you know, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, but, yeah, works wheels and mods for our listeners. Hit up Brett. He'll help hook you up. Uh, Cody, man, can't wait to see you at Lakewood. Um, be looking forward to seeing you make those uh, – the, the motos man we're gonna i don't even want you to make the lcq i want you to go straight in through qualifying get that 125 in you and stank dog and man the two-stroke nation strong these days so i hope you do well
7: dang right i hope so And yeah hopefully we can hopefully we can both avoid them lcqs because i don't know about starting on altitude on a 125 <laughs> exactly be rough. yeah but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun hopefully the 125s can have some fun out there against the big
1: boys awesome well cody thanks for taking some time on your break tonight hate that you got to get back to painting because that's not fun ever but uh good luck brud
7: hey thank you very much talk to you guys later all right cody
1: take you, care man. see ya Bye. cody williams uh yeah find him on instagram i believe it's at cody williams 82 um might be a different number i can't remember but it's it, 82 it is 82 okay yeah so follow him on instagram follow his journey once again want to. Thank the or uh, congratulate our winner of our Fly FR5 boot chance, uh, Stannard. Again, I hope I'm saying that right. I will email you later this evening, let you know that you won. If you're not listening right now, you got to enter these contests, guys. If you want to win stuff, uh, you got to be a patron supporter. If you won the chance to win the custom Fly helmet, the custom painted Fly helmet from Extreme Colors, that'll be soon. We'll be doing that. We had a couple of new patron supporters since I announced this, so uh, yeah, please sign up and help us out. Take another commercial break, and we'll be back with David Vileman, the Cobra. Since
2: 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort.
1: Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. 7-2 Trey, I wear Fly two. wear Fly too." 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles.
2: Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info.
6: If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X-Pod show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today.
1: Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. All right, I am excited to introduce our next guest, who is brought to you by Blood Lubricants, which is an oil line. Blood Lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricants has three series of oils to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Whether you ride moto, race dirt track, or anything else, visit bloodlubricants.com for your oil needs. On the line with us is the Cobra, David Villeman. What's up, David?
5: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Doing really good, man. Um, Just wanted to get you on a little bit. You've had a pretty exciting few weeks, I feel like, uh, with Dylan winning a Supercross 250 championship. And then coming into outdoors. Uh, Man, I mean, you've you, you got to be still kind of living on that high of Dylan winning, I would think.
5: Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I think it was more uh, better for him than anybody else. He was on the bike, you know, and then that was uh, all kind of a surprise to a lot of people, you yeah. know. So he needed to he needed to win, and to Adam to make a mistake or something happened to him. So that's um, so yeah. As far as um, as far as my as, as I'm concerned, yeah, I'm, I was pumped the day off, but. <laughs> You know, I think I'm. Uh, uh, I'm very rational. Um, yes. And uh, so I was already thinking about town You know, uh, maybe an hour after he won <laughs> the main event. So that's funny. Well, that's why I went. Actually, I went to the. There was a bunch of his friends from France at the race, and uh, uh, they. Cra- I know them for a while, and then they crazy. So yeah. I actually went to the to the most monster after party just to monitor Dylan to see (laughs) just to keep him in check, you know, because he had to train and and do all this, but yeah, yeah, it's good for him, I think, uh, you know, we've been working together for like uh, almost two years Uh, uh, a lot of injuries, uh, setbacks Uh, he was running really well last year and then got hurt really bad a freak accident and um, you know, getting back from a broken wrist and then a year later, broken an arm and jaw, and that was like uh, he worked really hard and he's very uh, very dedicated. So I was really happy for him. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, when if I was only a, a coach or a, a trainer or whatever, uh, yeah, I would be like super pumped. But I can't lift moments like that. I wasn't a, a 250 or 125 champ, but you know, I. I had this adrenaline rush where I won races and you know so it's different when you have done it before it's like you you know you're happy for the guy because you know how hard he worked to get there but for me I was looking ahead and you know thinking about the future it's it's for me it's only a West Coast championship you know for for some people it's a big deal but you know uh, there's still a lot of work to do to to be a uh, uh, a good guy in a 450 class, you know. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I I agree with you. But I, I I like you say. I know Dylan worked really hard coming back from that injury. He's very dedicated. He's I really like the guy a lot. Um, and I was happy for him. You know, I like AC also, but I was really happy for him. And I, the thing I was most impressive or impressed with that night though, was how quickly you got from the press box to the floor.
5: Yeah, I was. You know, I was excited. You know, for when uh, everything kind of clicked for him to be a uh, champ. So I went down, I always leave like two laps to go. And I, when he's on the podium and I go and, and, and go see him on the podium. But, you know, I went down little earlier this time and then I met his, uh, girlfriend downstairs, uh, on the floor. She was crying. Yeah. She was crying before the race was over. You know, like I was like, uh, got it, you know, it should be all right. And then, um, so yeah, it was uh, very emotional actually.
2: So I had a question. You coming over here to America at the time? You know there wasn't multiple French riders that were at, you know that like in the series championship and all that stuff. And now you you have Marvin and and you're working with these guys. Do you do you talk to them about that? About how to deal with. The Americans because some Americans just hate people because they're foreign some you know and we are big fans of, of the French writers that we have going on now and you too you know, back in the day but is that something that y'all actively do because like I guess you'd say PR management and that kind of stuff
5: um, yeah there's always like idiots out there you know <laughs> like especially uh, some fans are tough but you know, it's, uh, it comes with the territory, you know, if you want to be, if you want to stay in your comfort zone and not having people that hate you or don't like you, you just got to stay in France, you know, and but um, when you decide to come over, uh, uh, almost in enemy territory, you know, kind of, um, uh, most of the people are super cool though, the industry, mm-hmm. I think uh, they're fine and, you know, you know, most of the fans are also like happy like uh, they want to see good racing and you know obviously there's uh, you know Adams is more fan than most of the 250 guys so this, right. there were people like bummed out that night but um, it's only a minority that like you know sound bad and uh, stupid uh, we've seen it we, we saw it in Red Bull last year when uh, yeah, uh, Marvin got flipped off uh, that was you know it happens, you know. It happened to me, you know. Many times I heard, "Go back to France, you suck," or something like that. <laughs> right, but, it's terrible. You know, it's it's only a couple guys, you know, out of you know, ten, tens of thousands of people at the track. You know, it's yeah. only a few guys, and you always remember the bad ones, you know. Right. But there, there's many, many good ones. Uh, so yeah, it's not a it's not a big deal. You just you know, just like a. Like, in business or in sports or whatever you do, you gotta keep the emotion out of it. You know, like, and you do you shouldn't have like uh, too much emotion or too much ego. Sometimes it you gotta do your work, you know? yeah, get yeah. the work done, and the rest is you know it's not very important,
1: right? And I I've, I've talked to Dylan and Marvin and Matil and Nastasia about that a, a number of times at different races where those you know I, I think at uh, Millville last year, which was some of that had just happened and I talked to him and, you know, and they were just really surprised by the reactions of people. And, you know, and I, th- I think I told Marvin at the time, like, you know, had in Supercross, had Eli hit Marvin, and, if, if the roles had been reversed, the American fans would have loved it. It's really ridiculous. And yeah, just, you know.
5: but I, I, I think the same way. I think it would be odd. Oh, that's so great. They would have said Eli did this awesome. That yep. was a great pass. But, you know. It's okay, it's yep. something we have to accept, you know, like, even if we, um, actually, I'm not American, but there's French people that, you know, they have an American passport, they're naturalized, and, but at the end of the day, we're still French, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> to, in the people's eyes, so, well, uh, and I've been here, I almost spend more time in the U.S. than I've spent in France, uh, almost half of my life i spent in the U.S., But I'm still, you know, people call me Frenchy, or, you know, I was always, you know, I was a French guy, you know, I have a strong accent, and it it will always follow me and us, so it's okay, but I think, uh, um, you know, I can't, uh, um, you cannot generalize those people, you know, like, it's just a a very small minority, and, uh, you know, I have so many like acquaintances and friends in the industry, and even uh, fans that I've known for twenty years uh that I still see at the races or or flag girls there were like flag girls back in the day and it was they still around you know like um so I think it's a you know overall this uh, community is is actually pretty nice you
1: know i agree i agree and I, from what i've seen from marvin and dylan is they they didn't let any of that bother them they're just they laugh it off a little bit and i mean they're, they're, they both seem to have very grounded personalities and um they're here to do a job and you know like i asked dylan in the press conference at vegas you know hey i saw it. they just bought a house he's here to stay and i'm happy i think those guys are amazing and they're good for the sport um.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think obviously he wants to. They both want to, you know, finish their career here. I'm, I'm pretty sure Marvin uh, will still will will live in the US after his career. Um, I think they they want to, from what I understand. Yeah, that's as what far they told as, us. Yeah, as far as Dylan and Anastasia, I don't know. They they're still uh, more f- French than everybody else. You know they. <laughs> Yeah, they can, they're kind of new. They they're new to the American lifestyle. They like it here, but you know I don't. You know, as far as as of today, I don't know who, what they would do if this uh, his career would stop now. But right. you know, it's, it's still like uh, many seasons to go, and they have time to decide what they want to do. But absolutely, you know, all, all of us, a lot of French people that came here. Uh, I don't know too many that went back we kind of stayed here and then yeah. you know just to adapt to American life you know this, it, it's funny because you have idiots on both sides you, have the <laughs> French. you know this, it's crazy it's not it's its not only like uh, uh, like some Americans that don't like maybe the foreign that win races or whatever but this, you have the same guys in, in France that never went out of the country and they think in the U.S. you only eat burgers and drink coke you know like so um, and then you cannot eat healthy every, everybody is fat you know like, uh yes maybe some people are, but the majority is it's uh, you know I I'd rather go to a restaurant in the U.S. now than to find a good I'm always disappointed when I go to France and then I go with friends and they say oh let's go to this place It's great I'm like huh ah. You know, like, I eat almost better <laughs> in the U.S. now. That's you know, funny. Like it's, it's it's not like, yeah, if you go to the Iron stuff and you pay you pay two or three hundred bucks a pop uh, at a restaurant, it's going to be good. But like right. for, like, re- like, a regular, like, everyday type of deal, um, you know, the U.S. is actually pretty good. You know, like, <laughs> the people, they don't know what they're talking about. Right. You know, and, then, and I tell French people, and I take the American side when they talk bad about, you know stuff they don't know they assume you know so yeah. and it, it goes the same way it goes the other way too but you know people sometimes they're not very uh, open-minded I think
2: know? I think a lot of that like is changing because of social media we're getting to see the more and, and, and videos and things out there of these riders coming from other countries whether it's France or Germany or wherever showing their personalities showing their personalities yeah. and one thing that happened way back in the day that kind of showed your personality was a video that came out where you were like goon riding around and um which is one of my favorite all-time videos ever i mean it it like it basically started the whole goon riding trend (laughs) i was gonna say because of that kind of stuff do you think your career would have been different with social media would you had had to do things different like how would that
5: have affected you back in the day um I was kind of like one of the first ones to be like uh, on the internet and then uh, I was one of the first ones uh, back in uh, MotoTalk days and then I mm-hmm. would post stuff and answer and I used to run my own website I would post like a res- race report on my own on my website so I was one of the first ones to do that so I was always uh, before social media I was um, always very present online. Right, um, but to these days, you know, I hate when people remind uh, remember me about uh, the the good writing. You know, it's kind of <laughs> I don't like it.
2: Why do you not like uh, that? What What about that makes you? Because I don't know. It showed personality. It showed fun. It, and it
5: does. It does. It does shows uh, personality and everything else. But you know, I rather you talk to me about. You know this pass I made or this race you know <laughs> I came from the back, and then uh and to these days you know and when I go and uh you know I play poker and there's these people that they like motorcycles, they know me, and they, the first thing they talk about, not about <laughs> me winning races, about me riding like a goon on, on youtube <laughs> you yeah. know like, I don't know I don't it's i think i guess uh there there's some kind of recognition. But um, you know, you know what that you know the
2: reason why that is, right, David? Because that shows that you're a normal person that has fun like we do on the dirt yeah. bike, not just a machine out there riding. Where it shows that we can, and we are all goon riders. We 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 do it naturally. We don't we don't even try to do it. And that's how we ride. So it makes yeah. us feel like we're connected somehow.
5: Yeah, I was always a fan. Like uh, when I was uh, younger um you know in the the bonus credit of uh terra firma 2 when you see like lamson and and mcgrath big uh doing some good riding i always thought it was pretty funny right and um so yeah that's um you gotta have fun you know i think people like uh like it and they used to do that i i actually did uh on um Back in the day at the U.S. Open at the MGM in Vegas, uh, we had, like, a, a Super Bowl type of thing. Like, you would go and then do a yeah. one fast lap. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think it was it the was end of 06 or something, and in the class, it was Reed or um, Ricky and Stewart and all those guys. So, I knew I, I couldn't win. I couldn't win this. You know, I could have, you know, get close or something, but I wasn't going to beat Ricky or James on a one lapper so i actually did a lab i i gun i gun rode the whole lap <laughs> and i was by myself in the stadium obviously because yeah. it was one by one and then i couldn't the uh i i rode the lap and everybody was laughing and i still hear the story to this day it's been like almost 15 years yeah okay
2: so i get we have some listener questions here one of them um Right here, Edward Gonzalez, which is that's, Gringo. That's Gringo. Um, he, want, he wanted to know if, um, like, because we know you're kind of a critical about, we talk about riders, you're very to the point. Do, do Dylan or Marv, do they ever get mad when you're criticizing them and or, or, or tell you you're just old and don't know what you're talking about <laughs> or anything like that?
5: Um, no, they don't. I'm sure they get mad and frustrated when, uh, you know, I tell them stuff like uh, because I'm I'm very I'm very different to uh, from everybody else in this industry because I don't really care about the result and I don't really care about um, uh, the the lap time or I I care about the manner you know like the way you ride uh, um, the technique and if you ride the right way um so they sometimes they they do stuff like uh really bad and i tell them i'm like this this is horrible you know like (laughs) you know like you you should go back to the c class and you know (laughs) and that's like because that's my point because if you ride the way you're supposed to be, if you have your body position the right way, like if you put your wheels at the right spot on the track, and then if you keep your momentum and and all this if you do everything technically good, then the speed comes naturally. you know if you're trying to rush it and if when you're trying to go too fast, then you forget about you know your technique and and uh, all the fundamentals. About riding a bike, so I'm more like a fundamental type of guy, and sometimes even like he won, um, didn't won. um, Where was it? One of the races he won, and I'm like, dude, you rode so bad. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I wasn't happy the way he rode. He won the race, but you know, it's you got to do. It It was in Seattle. He was not precise. He was like coming casing too long, too short. And then he was starting jumping the whoops, like in practice he, during the week, he can jump any whoops by three, four, super precise, never makes mistakes. And then in Seattle, you cannot do it right. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then he started blisting again, that was better. But, you know, his timing and, and, and even his, uh, his his speed and uh, intensity wasn't there, like that was, but he won the race. So some people would say, hey, they would be happy and I was like you so sick so great you won but I was like dude you won but you wrote like like crap really, you know yeah. and I actually said it somewhere in a, uh, and and um, I did the interview a post race interview with uh, Weege uh, Jason wagon and uh, and I said it and he printed it on Racer X right. and I was like dude and then I read the, the, the interview and I came out kind of like as a dick, you know? So, I was like... <laughs> well, I was like... Because I say, oh, he wrote like shit. Meaning, like, oh, you did all right, good. you won the race, but right. we, need to, we need to get better, you know? Uh, and uh, so, I came up, I came out a little harsh the, on the interview. So, I, I sent him a text. I'm like, dude, you got to change it a little bit. You got to, you know... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm, um, I'm very straightforward. Yeah. And they I, know because I, I'm not... A lot of people in this industry they the first thing um their first priority is to, to make money and then so they can put food on the table and that's their their business is to it's, it's their job. So they the, the the job security is important. Right. And so, so for me I don't care. I don't wanna work. You know, I don't wanna I don't like I don't like working. I like being on the couch or do you know uh, go on vacation or road trips, or fun stuff. Play poker or stuff I enjoy. I don't enjoy going to the races and being uh, in the rain or going uh, to a track in the winter or like a supercross. And it's not something I enjoy. I like I like the to make the rider improve, but I don't I don't need job security. I don't care if tomorrow didn't say oh I don't want to work with you anymore. I have no. I won't cry about it. Right, right. You know, it's some, it, it, It'd be like almost like a good news for me because <laughs> oh, I, still, I can do whatever I want now. You're yeah. like, you like so, you just can't
2: wait to quit the job, is what it is.
5: Nah, and then in, the, and what I've done uh, since I retired, I never pick up my phone and uh, and call for a job because my my goal when I race is to to uh, uh, do the best I could. Uh, I'm I'm sure I could have done better, but you know. Um, and then just retire and not live like a, a, a crazy spender. I live modestly so I can retire and just enjoy life, you know, after racing because it's kind of like a, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Um, and and those guys didn't pick up his phone two years ago and he wanted some help because he was a little struggling. And I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds like a, a pretty uh, fun ch- The challenge seems interesting, you know? And um, I'm happy to help him. But at the end of the day, he gets you know all the credit you know he gets he wins you know uh makes money is you know it, it's getting popular and you know it's the fame the money all this me i helped him doing this but at the end of the day he's on the bike you know and then right. i'm just watching and so so that's why i don't since i don't have this uh um i don't worry about not having a job be- I can actually talk to them like I don't need to be liked by them. I just tell them the truth and what I really think. So I think that's, you know, they always get that for me.
1: Yeah, and I you think know, that's good uh, in your position. I think that's what they need. But, hey, before we wrap this thing up, I want to talk a little bit about nationals. Um, we've only had one so far. I know it's just the first race of the year. It was a mutter, um, But ne- neither Marvin nor Dylan probably did – what they would like to have done, I'm sure they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Um, Dylan got a fourth, but not the best moto finishes. Um, conditions. What do you What do you think? You know, led to their finishes.
5: Uh, Marvin crashed hard in practice and uh, okay. rang his bell, and then it uh, was his back and neck was uh, was tight. Um he got a pretty big get off, so that's not a, a great day to a great uh, way to start the day. Right. Um and I think he was he was actually running pretty good in practice before he got he crashed. And uh, uh the motos did not start very good at the first moto and he had a tough time to go around people. Uh second moto was a mud fast, it started well and then it kinda like um I don't think he he took that many chances, you know. He just uh, rode uh, safely to the finish. Um, as far as Dylan, I think Dylan was the um, had, had the potential to do, do uh, one-one uh, easy. Uh, Frost Moto, uh, even with the batstone uh, it took uh, five or six laps to uh, get past Mossiman. Um, uh, uh that actually uh, hurt him a lot um he shouldn't have uh spent that much time behind him he couldn't get around him um and then at one point he was like uh, 16 18 seconds back from uh, adam yeah uh, actually no justin cooper was leading and uh he finished uh third he passed sex in the last turn and then he finished like right behind them so in the last to the to the second half of the race he gained 18 seconds almost 18 seconds on uh, on the leader so he was like uh riding very really well and fast so i think if he would have passed Muslim right away that he could have fought for a, a motor win uh, a second moto he had um, uh, he passed second but he had a, pro- uh, a clutch problem Oh, okay. Uh, clutch, was, clutch was slipping, and then uh, uh, the adjustment, there was a problem with the adjustment. He couldn't really gas it wide open because it was slipping, so he was riding, like, just a little bit of throttle, like, uh, just to finish the race. And uh, that's why, actually, uh, uh, Alex Martin passed him back because he didn't get got to second at one point. Um, and... Uh, he dropped back because uh, he had an issue, not okay. because uh, there's something wrong. I think he was uh, um, he was actually riding really well, and then he had an issue. and I was surprised he, the other guys actually did not um, n- not uh, more people didn't you know, pass him uh, because uh, he was actually just riding around. He okay. couldn't do anything so. Um, uh, it was a frustrating result for him because um, he wanted to come back, uh, swinging. He's ready, fit, whatever. He, he's fast. He was, uh, you know, second fastest in the first practice, fastest in second practice. Um, so yeah, you know, a frustrating day for him, but, um, but, uh, it'd be all right. I think, um, uh, it's only the first race, not a, it's, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, I didn't figure you'd put too much emphasis on it, um. I think we're going to have some really good battles all year long with, with both classes. and uh, Just as a fan and, and doing media stuff, I'm pretty excited for what's to come. Um, but, David, thanks for coming on, man. I know you've got a busy uh, busy day every day helping those guys, and you know you don't necessarily want to talk motocross all the time, but it means a lot for you to agree to come on, so we appreciate it.
5: Uh, no worries. Yeah, if one uh, half time, uh, I'll be okay to come on, but sometimes it doesn't really work out. But, I totally um, understand yeah and um yeah. yeah i'm gonna i'm actually have the evening off and i'm gonna watch some basketball there you go and uh that's it
1: <laughs> all right well we've got one more <laughs> we got daniel blair coming up next and we're gonna wrap this thing up and try to get some relaxation in for us too but thank you again man and it's always an honor to talk to you
5: no worries have a good night guys you too david thank you take it easy yeah, bye. Right. See you david
1: villaman is always fantastic um he does not pull punches, man, and it's it's refreshing. I like it. Yeah. I like it. JT? Yeah, I
3: like David. Never
2: He doesn't like the he obviously hates the French because oh, he wouldn't even oh, talk. Oh I didn't realize he was prejudiced. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take I a quick break and uh we,
1: we got um uh what's it? Daniel Blair? Daniel there Blair. You go. Your buddy Your Daniel best Blair friend. coming up next. So yeah, quick break, we'll be right back with DB. back with uh, our last guest of the night, but uh, one of our favorite guests as always. He's brought to you by Torque One Racing. Uh, Torque One Racing is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Johnny in Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry, so go support those that support us. On the line, the uh, the best trackside announcer of all time, Daniel Blair.
0: <laughs> and the only current one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, I mean, I guess I could have, I should have said the best male, because I mean, Will Christians pretty much killing it this year.
0: She's a pit reporter, guys. She, ah. she that's that's our actual title, is pit re- uh, pit reporter and track side analyst. Okay. That's uh, that's, the, that's what it says on our contracts.
4: In <laughs> the
1: contracts, which are not signed for 2020 yet, I bet.
0: Nope. Free agent, uh, floating my resume right now to the National Women's Water Polo League, and it's looking pretty good.
1: So, oh, all right. Uh, so you you are. Last time I talked to you, your goals were NFL, but you've dropped down to the National <laughs> Women's Polo League. <laughs> next thing you know, you'll yeah. Be...
0: Sometimes, hey, sometimes you got to take one step back, to take two forward. Right. That's all I gotta
1: yeah. say. The next time I talk to you, you take another step back, and you'll be announcing golf with your brother. No, nah,
0: that's they. No, that's that one's not happening.
1: Hey, you'll retire at that point, huh?
0: Yeah, I just I'll just mail it in and, and call it a career if that's what I'm left with. Actually, <laughs> it's funny because if that ever happened, it would probably be incredible career-wise. But yeah. I know I know nothing about golf and I don't like golf, so there's just it's hard to be passionate about something, and or it's hard to do a job if you're not passionate about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah, I'm all those guys, with, that are, women's water polo, all those guys that
2: are out there <laughs> picking up my trash once a week, I'm sure they're passionate about it.
1: I I'm sure they are. <laughs> well he just he didn't say you can't do it, he just said you can't really enjoy it. Yeah. So.
2: so I have a question before you get in. I know you've talked about the races probably till you're blue in the face, and but you've talked about wanting to move to do in football or whatever. Do you, you seem to be a guy who has a game plan. I'm gonna do this and this. do you have the steps written out? Do you have like a like a dream book written down to I'm gonna do this job, then this job, or how to get from A to B?
0: Uh Sort of. I, I would say, at a macro level, I do. Like, I, I I know that certain things need to be accomplished to get. You know, I, I look at everything in life like dominoes. So you have to hit one domino to hit the next. And I mean, there's been times in my life where I've skipped or tried to skip uh, or skip phases, and it kind of ends up biting me. So I, I would say, on a macro level, I know where I want to get to. I know the things that I have to I have to accomplish to get there. But on the day to day, it's not that detailed out. You know, I'm, I'm still i'm i'm pretty patient i guess you would say i just i've learned i've grown into that as i've gotten older so i know where i want to go I, I know how to get there and i'm not afraid for it to take a while and just kind of cruising through i got a lot of other things going on too and my kids and my family so again if i was 25 and single i'd probably be a lot more aggressive about getting where i want to be yeah. but just where i'm at and the other responsibilities that i have with my family and everything i'm, I'm not afraid to, to let it take its time and but uh, yeah, I mean, so, so for the most part, a little bit, but but not as detailed as you think.
2: I, I'm not uh, like I don't watch very many other sports. I just recently this year watched basketball, like multiple like games for the first time. So I don't under I don't know about I know it seems like an easy fit for you because you did you know you raced and then you did the arena cross and you moved to supercross. Is there like a history of guys being able to go to major ball sports that? weren't, like, a pro player? Like, I can see the women because they're pretty and they're knowledgeable, but there's not, like, women pro players like that, but is that an actual attainable goal?
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, this year, CBS had the Super Bowl, and they had a guy, I forget his name, who was one of the sideline reporters, so, I mean, you gotta think about it like this. In, In moto, there's one sport. Everyone watches the one race. Well, in the NFL or college football, there's I mean, there's 32 teams. So there's, I mean, on most weekends, there's 15 oh, or yeah. 16 games being played. So there's a lot of analysis. Just because you don't, just what, I mean, there's Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, but every game is being televised in their local network. So yeah, if you could get you. a job with the Chargers or the Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills, whatever, there, there are opportunities out there. Out there, outside of the national games. Because what happens is NBC, ESPN, they all grab the national games. Mm-hmm. But every game is televised somewhere. So if you go on NFL Network, you'll see, I mean, different guys calling the games, different analysts, different sideline guys. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is a route in there. In fact, what I'm doing right now in our sport is what I would like to be doing in football. I'd be, uh, you know, a sideline reporter. Um, it's it, I mean, obviously it's a little bit different, but no, something like that. So, yeah, it's obtainable for sure, and, I mean, it's it's obviously a different route for me because it's a sport that I never played, um, but that's, I mean, that's how all sports are. You, you can get to certain levels based on a number of different variables. I mean, Weege and Ralph never raced professionally, they're, but they're, they have yeah. a skill set that allows them to be a host. That's right. Um, so, in the NFL, there's guys like that, too. I don't really know Joe Buck's history, but I, I know that the guys called the Super Bowl and the, you know, Major League Baseball World Series. And I, from what I understand, I don't think he was a very successful player, if at all. So, I mean, I could be wrong. But what I'm getting at is that there's actually more career opportunity in other sports because there's more than just one show on every week. Yeah,
2: right. You know? I never even realized that. That's
3: cool. Yep. Kind of off-topic from the TV stuff, but are uh, you and Evan, is he doing Loretta's this year or attempting to go? No. Who's that? My son? Yeah, your son.
0: Oh, no, no. Not, not, not this year or anytime soon. I, uh... <laughs> we got again I got a long slow uh, game plan with him and <laughs> you you won't see him in anything like that uh I mean at least until he's on eighty fives yeah, I, I don't I, yeah, you know I I, I I kind of consider i figure the fifteen and sixty five years are all about development and we're not getting really caught up in it yet so yeah. Yeah, I saw him uh, go backwards that, at Phoenix yeah.
3: down the track. We were sitting there watching. I was yeah. like, oh no, that's not good. But
0: yes, <laughs> when people make fun of me for being a fifty dad, they need to realize I'm so not a fifty dad that I didn't even tell my kid which way to go.
1: Right, <laughs> right. So well, I've me. I've been there. Anyway. <laughs> I've been at a few rounds and watched the way you handle Evan, and it's it's yeah, you're not yelling and screaming. Man, we're sitting there in your pits and we can hear other parents screaming at their kids or whatever or out, on the starting line, and yeah, you know. Evans just a normal kid, man, and he he wants to beat up the kid that runs into him, which oh, is pretty like, not the best.
2: A couple of weeks ago, we had an area qualifier, and I was the AMA ref because I do that in announcing, and and I was the AMA ref at this one. I had to literally go over to a parent in the pits and pretty much break him up from almost hitting his kid, <laughs> like over uh, fifty a, kid. A, a fifth. This is a fifty kid. I had to go over there and say, hey other parents are complaining about how you're treating your kid. And um, it was... How did he respond? That Oh, he... Well, mind your damn <laughs> business. And, and, I started, and I said, look, I was like, I'm not out here being like CPS or anything, but we can't have that. If this happens again, I'm going to have to disqualify your kid, and it'll be because of you, not because of him kind of a deal. And huh. and it was... That's awesome. It yeah. was an interesting thing. I mean, and I had to do that, and and yeah, so anyways. Well... No,
0: I, well again it goes back to my philosophy on things is kids are kids and they need to be kids and enjoy being kids and when they are about thirteen and they're teenagers they're not really kids anymore they're you know they're they're little young adults right. that's that's when I think you start going at I, I just don't think you go heavy on the amateur stuff you know while they're still picking their nose I just think that's <laughs> stupid they're they're just kids like I mean, my kid right now, dude, in between, he'll miss a moto because he's playing in the dirt with his Legos. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know, I don't want to take that from him, dude. He's a goofy nah. old kid. I'm going to let him have that. But at the same time, I'll make sure that I develop his skill sets and get him ready for his teenage years. But then when he's a teenager, if he's got the skills, you go for it. But huh. I I truly like it. I'm passionately against being that hardcore until they're teenagers. Well, right. you look at
2: Ryder D, who's kind of a friend of the show, and we've talked to his parents. You can't stop that kid from being fast. I think the kids <laughs> who are that level, they they're that level. There's there's no I'm going to yell at my kid to get him. If you have yeah. to make them do that, I mean, Ryder and Jet are on their bikes every day. They do their motos and then they go ride and play all day. So yeah, but
0: yeah, and, and I you got to remember too when I kind of throw out my philosophy it doesn't work for everybody there are kids out there that are extremely driven at a young age yep. and the parents are just doing their best to keep up with the kid and from what i know about Ryder d and the reynolds don't know them very well but i know enough to know that the kids are really fired up and the parents yep. are just like damn all right well let's roll that they are not forcing those kids You're to run. Right, there's no, some other ones right. out there that i know there's some successful amateur kids out there that I know are not happy, and I, the word travels, Yeah, and the parents are pretty much all in, and it's not fair. But when the kid's all in and, you, and he can't be stopped, then, then if you're a parent, don't stop him. But at the same time, I don't even want to bait my kid into. It. I don't even want to get him going on that stuff until he's older. Just because, I don't know, I just feel like it's a window available when you make a run at this thing, and I I, I don't think it really starts till 80 as anyway. So from now till then, I want to. I want to enjoy my kid and and do yeah, regular life stuff money. along along with it, you know. And yeah, and, and and honestly, I can't afford to do it that way anyway. So creatively, I'll uh, I'll find ways to you know get his skill set ready to go. And then if he's 13 years old and looks at me in the eye and says, "I want this," then then it's on. But right. until yeah. then, man, it's, it ain't going to be like
2: Just that. Just pray that he plays football or baseball, <laughs> some kind of ball sport that's that 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 school will help pay for. Right? And, yes. Hey, speaking of money, right. I I, I got to call you out on something.
1: Um, so in Vegas, um, your your wife's truck broke down on the way to Vegas. We go pick it up. You're excited because you basically told me, well, okay, I think it was covered under warranty or something. I can't remember what, but you you said she wasn't going to get a new truck. And then like a week later, she has a new truck.
0: Well, now you know who runs the house. <laughs> mama
2: gets what mama wants.
3: Oh, Maggie got what she wanted. He ground up some more eagle talons and got some liked, more money.
0: I like to. I like act uh, like I'm in charge. But you, you saw the photo.
1: I <laughs> did see the, in photo. the driveway.
0: So yeah, that was I, awesome. because I'm, I'm cheap, man. I would have driven that old truck until the, the day the wheels fell off. Right. And as soon as we got home, it was like endless, just. Pressure and I just <laughs> didn't want to hear it anymore. So that's
2: awesome. Good job, Matt. Upgrade, Eagle, grit, did the Eagle grit need a company vehicle. Is that what happened? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's it's not. I actually use a Prius for me because I have to do some commuting around and go and visit customers and some accounts.
4: So right,
2: I just,
0: actually, I have a Toyota Prius and my wife. You has lost a, Ford a lot
2: of cool points there. Just giving you <laughs> from, from a car guy, I'm like, wow, that's that's a, a terribly bad word. Yeah.
0: Well, and from a guy who's concerned more about what Chase Bank says, I'll <laughs> stick to my fifty-two miles
1: of the gallon. So. Heck yeah! Well, hey, let's let's quickly talk about some nationals, and we'll let you go. Um, I know you guys you you did your show this week while watching the national, which I haven't listened to it yet. It's it's on my iPod. It's the next show to listen to. Um, what do you think overall, though, of the race? I mean, it, it look it's the first round. It was muddy. It was messy. Stank didn't make it in, um, but just from the writers overall, like, what stood out to you? What were you impressed by? What were you disappointed by? Well, for the most
0: part, I i mean, I, I, what I watched it the first time was, obviously, when we were recording our show, we do a live call every year, and that was a mess. We were, if I'm being honest, we were drinking pretty <laughs> heavily, um, and I don't remember the second moto's really at all. Okay. I, I, like, zero. I, had, to, I had to watch it all back over again, but... After watching it over from a more, you know, analytical perspective, I Colt Nichols and Jason Anderson, I, if I had to pick my two guys, that stood out. Because, look, AC, yeah, I'm impressed for sure with his ability to recover from what happened in Vegas. But let's be honest, AC is AC. Like, he should be up there. Like, I'm not surprised. I mean, that, he should be top two or three. Uh, Justin Cooper, I really wasn't surprised because I, I expect this. Like, I mean, year two after how he did last summer and how he did – and Supercross, like he's he's a title favorite. He's my favorite to win the whole thing, so I wasn't surprised with him. But Colt Nichols just quietly I, I just I was blown away. I, I mean I, I he's talented, so obviously you can't count him out, but I mean I just I wouldn't have picked him as that kind of guy to come out that way. He, to me he's a maybe an eight to ten place guy in the outdoors and damn, maybe I'm like way wrong with that, or maybe or maybe over the next few weeks he'll move back to that spot, but he was super impressive to come out swinging like that. And then Anderson too. I, I'm hearing from people that he's barely ridden and that he's a little bit behind and that he's it's gonna take a while and geez, I, I mean, we saw that wasn't true. So again, those are just two guys that I really they weren't really in my you know, immediate thoughts of somebody yeah. that was gonna contend for podiums. So I, I they you know, it's the first round, it's always a little goofy, but for the most part it, it you gotta you gotta give props to the guys who maybe weren't expected to be up there and were. And for me, those two stood out by far the most.
1: Well, how about that disappointment? Anything that that you were, you thought was like, you know, any any grand predictions you had ahead of time that didn't come through? No,
0: I, I, I don't think so because even the guys that I didn't expect to be super on fire, who weren't, I don't think Backett and moosekin looked the best. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really expect them to, but they okay. weren't bad. They were right there. Um, and then the 250 class, I, I feel like all the good guys were up there. You know, Verandes. Yeah. Um, I think Hampshire's going to have a pretty good summer. Amart, obviously, uh, was maybe a little bit more impressive than I thought he'd be, just because I, I didn't... You know, I, from what I've heard, I know that Suzuki has made some leaps and bounds in the power department, but I, I felt like most of that was indoor stuff, where it's on a more hard-packed track. I, I didn't think that Suzuki would be that strong outdoors, but Alex was pretty dang awesome. So I, yeah. I, I don't... I. I to be honest with you, I don't really feel disappointed about anything. I feel like a couple guys maybe didn't do as good as they could have, but everybody was right up there, right, kind of near where I saw. And, and I, the one thing moving forward, I'll say is that I think it's going to be a good summer because there are a lot of guys in both classes that I think are going to get moto wins. I don't know; how it overall, put together an overall is pretty brutal. Sure.
4: Sport,
0: but moto wins, man, I, I can see, I can see a pretty, pretty hefty amount in both classes. I mean, it, it's I, that I talented at the top.
2: I agree. So, are with your show that you have? That you, are you going to do that more through the nationals, as far as live shows like that, or, or not live? But I mean, like while you watch them.
0: Yeah, I mean, we call it live because yeah. we're recording live. But right. obviously, we don't we don't put the shows out live. This is not how we do it. Uh, I w- I would like to do a couple more of those for sure. I mean, they're I mean, the response is good. Our numbers are always good when we do that. I think yeah. people. Like to go back, and, and we're not like calling the races like like yeah. we're more like four buddies sitting in the back cave drinking, watching the races, and talking about what I mean. You literally, other than the fact that there was microphones there, it was one hundred percent the way we would have watched the race if there was no microphones. Uh, we just literally talk crap and watch the races together the whole time.
2: That's what I was gonna ask. I know I know you don't actually do it live, but I didn't know if y'all had plans of like broadcasting that on like a YouTube live or some kind of live where people can can basically in a way almost watch the race with y'all you kind of you know talk about it because that would definitely be interesting for a lot of people
0: I would love to do it and I know we have the uh, capabilities on the technical side of things but I mean if I'm being honest I really don't want to interfere with the viewership for NBC I don't want to interfere with the viewership for Weege and Langston so if I'm being completely honest, I don't really want to kind of mix it up with what they have going on.
2: Gotcha. I would rather
0: release later. That way people can kind of hear our take on how we watched it. But I really don't want people tuning into to us yeah. uh, when NBC's on or when the NBC Gold Pass is on. And that's not for any reasons like I've been asked to. It's just out of respect, man. I, I really, I respect the job that Weege and Langston do and, of course, Will. Um, you know, they're, they're somewhat yeah. like, I guess they would say like cousins in this That's commentating it. family, you know, Ralph and Rick here, like my brothers, and those guys are my cousins. And I don't know, I, it's their time. It's it's I want people's eyes on them. I, I feel like they deserve to be heard, and I would rather do our thing and kind of have some fun and be silly, but I don't I don't want to intercept anything. You right. know what I mean?
1: Hey, so like I so said, we're we're on YouTube right now, and uh, Rick Trunzo said hey, that show DB did was hilarious. DB was text, texting Maggie weird stuff on the show. So that uh, seems like they liked it, and then Gringo wants to know if you've ever shared chapstick with uh with Will.
0: Have I ever shared chapstick with her? Yeah, it's Gringo, man. Uh, he, he he
1: loves the ladies.
0: No, I I haven't. That's um definitely the weirdest thing I've heard like in a week. And I just did a three and a half hour podcast with three of my drunk friends,
1: and that's <laughs> by far the weirdest thing I've heard in a while. So that, that's Gringo uh, for you, man.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't, and as far as, yeah, the live show, yeah, I was texting Maggie some stuff, we just, she was texting me at wanting asking questions, and then, of course, I needed help from my friends on how to respond, and it got a little (laughs) weird.
1: Well, yeah, that's, like I said, it's next up on my iPod. I had to finish Pulp today, so I could do the wrap-up tomorrow, but your show's, I'm definitely going to listen to that tomorrow at work when I'm uh, in the truck, so. um, Yeah, have fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't wait. So, Daniel, thanks for coming on. It is
0: good. Oh, yeah, no no problem. Anytime, guys. Who else was on tonight?
1: Uh, We had David Villeman right before you and Privateer Cody Williams.
0: Cool. So I was the best. Best for last. I want to make sure.
1: Always, man. Always. DB, thank you, man. And, uh, you know, one of these days, hopefully I I want to be out in your area and come to – I want to come to the Batcave, dude.
0: Well, dude, you need to do it. Hey, you're going to be bummed when you hear who's coming in studio next week. Tell me. Cooksy.
1: Oh, that's right. We talked about that. I knew he was coming in eventually. That's
0: right. What the... He told dude? me he wanted on. He booked He booked his own flights. No. I'm picking them up. He's doing the show. He's flying home.
1: I'm putting my foot down. No, he was just on Pulp Monday night. He can't do Pulp and your show. That's not okay. You well,
0: know, he's doing them both in the same seven-hour period, or seven-day period, dude. So...
1: Damn you, Step Cooksey. it up.
0: Start looking for some flights.
2: Dude, you're in... I, yeah, I need a. I need some better pay some more paying sponsors we I, need a bigger budget yeah dark side just ditched he did he just ditched us and went to pulp didn't even like basically told steve don't let these guys go with us so he went to pulp all by himself no, <laughs> so. a-
1: after you after you sat next to steve and wade's in the press box at saturday night and asked 7 trillion questions steve said yeah don't bring that guy
0: <laughs> yeah you got to be careful man you don't want you don't want to be too uh, too gnarly out of the get go steve will get weirded out and hey you know i feel bad for steve though cuz he agreed he he blew it Whoever wins my Pulpamex fantasy league for main event moto, I'm getting them airfare to the Monster Cup, and yep. then they're going in studio. And he was, he was pissed, but he caved, and I won. So some uh, random fan's going to be, uh, awesome. Is going to be going in the studio, staying in his house.
1: I was wondering if that
2: was still a go.
0: Hey, I haven't heard otherwise yet. So
2: <laughs> I wish i had have signed <laughs> we'll up for that honest. because at one point during the fantasy deal, this at the pulp fantasy yeah. thing, I was in second place overall. Yeah, so. after
1: the 250 second moto, he sends a picture of him in second place and I was so pissed. But I didn't last. It was Jeez, a one, hey, 105, we got, 105.
0: We got 885 people in our league. Yeah. And I'm sitting like 650th after round <laughs> 1. Just got
1: worked. I'm sure I'm down there yeah. somewhere too. So it's A it, league
0: is horrible, man. It's torturous. It's it's, it's like yeah, And it really does make you want to hit riders. Like, you want to just walk up.
2: <laughs> yes. Like Cody you Cooper?
3: Know? 100% Cody Cooper. Yeah. Cody
2: Co- Like, what happened uh, second moto? Does anybody know? He was, he was your guy. He was your guy. Huh? He was a lot of people's guy. He was a guy. lot of people's guy. And he didn't want to get dirty. And what happened second dirty. moto? I don't, we don't even know what happened. Yeah. Well,
1: He's
3: national number 48. Not
1: probably enough. don't have a pressure washer. Yeah, he didn't ride the second moto probably because he knew I picked him. That seems to be... The M.O. of the guys I pick. At least somebody's not going to make it. That's but right. It
3: is what it is. It's fine. It pick all eight yeah. and six of them show up right, for the boys, game.
0: All right, boy, i got to let you go, but guess what? I'm heading out to the track right now. It's 65 day, dude. We're, we're doing clutching and shifting oh, today. Oh, yeah. so yeah. hey, tell, tell
1: Evan Side said, what's up? We're going to play Lego soon. All
0: right, sounds good. I'll all right, let you know. see you,
2: Later. Daniel. Thanks, bud. Later. All right. Good show, right? I, I think. I, I, oh, did you have to pay to sign up for that league? No, it's free. No, that was a free one. Then I got to sign up for that league. But then. you've already. I don't know if it, like it'll carry your points in. Mm,
1: it, that's yeah. bullshit. It is like yeah, you, can you can sign up for a at, league at the end. Yeah, you can sign up. Oh, box. I got good points. I'll just sign up now. That's right. Yeah. No, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't that's, care if you like it.
2: You
3: should it. Lock it. But
2: yeah, I'll, I'll tell Daniel I'll lock it. Oh, that's sign terrible. up on the way home,
3: and then you're good.
2: You've already been in. I got to try to win my my spot. I'm in to go in. Yeah, you got the passcode then, right? It's is, a passcode. It's it was just, yeah, a, just open. Just open. Right, you if, if you would
3: download the WhatsApp, you could hang out with us in the other group and you'd have known about it. Oh, mm. uh, well.
2: I don't so. want to download this junk to my phone. It's an app. <laughs> yeah.
3: it's Anyways.
1: All right. Well, don't wreck the truck because you're laughing too much. Oh, that's for, for yeah, listening for to the main event show tomorrow. Um, yeah, guys. So, good show. We uh, We're going to wrap this thing up. Thanks to all our sponsors torque one racing shock socks mx girl designs all sport dynamics blood lubricants fly racing power band racing works wheels and mods extreme colors and kyle tucker with keller williams key partners uh, appreciate everybody that's uh tuned in on youtube appreciate all the archive listeners please sign up for patreon support us and you get involved to win or in the contest to win a fly f2 custom painted by extreme colors you get to pick it yeah. You guys get to pick the design this time. TJ, JT, thanks for coming in yep. the studio. No problem. We are out. Peace.